Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace in another episode. And boy, we got a great one for you today. Uh, I met this gentleman several months ago, well, almost the beginning of the year. We had a couple hiccups and he was so gracious to be flexible and we got him on here. So I'd like to introduce you to Kyle Cleetson. He is the area chair for C12 uh, in New England. And uh, Kyle, welcome, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you You're so much. You're one of my and favorite just... organizations, buddy, and you know that. Uh, I've evangelized Absolutely. C12 because I was a proud member of that for about 12 years and what it did for my life. And I, uh, I'm just so thrilled to get you, get another representative on, you know, it's been a while for C12 and also New England. I mean, that is even, mm -hmm. that is even better yet. Right. So, um, Absolutely. Kyle, Kyle, what we share, you shared with me a, um, uh, key takeaways that you wanted to get across to your to our audience today what share with the audience what those are yeah actually the first takeaway is one that you just uh added to our agenda which is my last name is kelson, kelson kyle kelson and i only say that in case my family's listening and they want to you know we don't want to offend anybody in my family <laughs> uh outside of that uh some key things that we could talk about today are one is a key approach to overcoming resistance to change. So one of the biggest reasons why people don't enter into using business as ministry or integrating their faith in their work is because they're afraid yep. and there's some concern about that change. So how do you overcome that? How do you look at that differently to make that an easier uh, process to go overcome? And then the second one is something that I'll share as a resource, which is this idea of personal leadership and accountability. And how do we do that? And we'll talk about how we do it in C12. And there's a bunch of other approaches and probably other people use similar tools. Uh, but I'll share that. I think that's an important piece. And then uh, just some insight into what C12 is all about and whether it might be a fit for you or not. That's great. And uh, I'm really excited about this because, uh, you know, we could do an hour and a half on this program about C12 and all the <laughs> wonderful things that come out of there. But um, I know that you shared with me um, kind of a life verse or a quote that is uh, apparent and, and relevant to you for this year. Why don't you share that with the audience and why is that important to you? Yeah, for me, the the verse that I'm focused on this year is Proverbs uh, 3, verses 3 through 5, which is really talking about the Lord directing our mm -hmm. path and, and trusting in the Lord. And so that's my endeavor. A lot of times we get into these things, especially when you have faith overlapping with work, we can tend to put the work in front and we can tend to think it's all on us. And we need to be reminded that our businesses and our lives are, are belong to God. And so we need to trust him in that process. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to quote Buck, huh? <laughs> I could quote Buck all day. Yeah. I mean, that, that life. That, so Buck Jacobs, our founder, uh, founded the, the organization about 30 years ago. And one of his quotes that I love is he said, uh, Jesus never called any part-time disciples. I love that. So there's no room for us to separate our faith and our work. Right. <laughs> it's who we are and it's who we are in him. So. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. And I love Buck. Uh, you know, I've had the privilege and honor actually addressing the National Convention for C12 many years ago. Uh, had the privilege of getting to know Buck, you know, and what a godly guy. So. I know that his stewardship mm -hmm. of this organization has been phenomenal. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think of your, your current president's name or CEO, new CEO. 
yeah, Mike Sherrill. Mike Sherrill. Cheryl has been on our program also. So that's been a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Probably have to revisit with him again, you know, after he hears <laughs> this go, Hey, Bob, what about me? You know, um, uh, uh, let's, I'll see him next week and I'll make sure of the level. Yeah, that, please uh, like send it to him. You know, let's, let's get him revved up about this. Hey, let's, let's Absolutely. talk about C12. Okay. Because a lot of people out there may not know what it is, even though I've spoken about it a number of times. So let's just let them know what C12 is and what is the service of C12 and the product, the service of C12. Sure. So C12 is an organization that helps to bridge the gap between your faith and your work life. And the particular market we serve in doing that is business owners or CEOs who are in a secular organization or in larger organizations sometimes, some of the Fortune 100 companies, it can be somebody who owns a business unit. So they're responsible for a PL within that organization. Right. And we serve these folks primarily through two conduits. One is we have a monthly business forum. And so they get around with a group of their peers and they go through content, uh, accountability, prayer, all of those kinds of things, which we can maybe get into mm -hmm. later. And then the second one is they get one-on-one -on -one coaching with their chair. In that case, it would be me for the folks, uh, some of the folks in New England. There's three other chairs in New England as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's really great. And you're right. There's a lot to this, folks, you know, when uh, and I'm going to let Kyle speak to it. But I certainly am going to pipe in because I've got wonderful experience and a lot of stuff that's really given to me. Matter of fact, Faith Marketplace, frankly, is the uh, product of coming out of C12. I was really having a difficult time with my calling. Where did God want me? Uh, you know, missions, uh, children's ministry, marriage ministry, Bible study, all those things. And I just was, I was struggling. And uh, through a dear friend that was in radio, uh, experienced the, uh, what I call the eighth wonder of the world, the birth of his first child. Um, and I sat down, I shared that with him over the celebration we're having. And all of a sudden he goes, and he knew about me being C12, crossing, Bob. We got an opening on AM 1160, noon to one o'clock. Why don't you host a show showing how you incorporate your faith and work? And man, I hit, it hit me. And, and it was the Holy Spirit. I said, well, what do you got to do to make something make that happen? I'd never in a galaxy in my thinking when I'd be doing that. But you know, God had the plan. And here's the deal, Kyle. For the first year and a half, I had, in, I had interviews with all my brothers and sisters that were in C12, you know, and they got the drill. They knew exactly, you know, and I knew them, you know, so uh, I was just sitting down having a conversation with friends. So God had mapped that out ahead of time, you know, uh, so he took care of it. Um, what do you think, how would you express that this makes the uh, C12 unique or different from other uh, peer forums and all that? And there's a lot of secular ones out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, we're the bifurcation with the secular and the and the and the sacred or the the Christian based ones. That's the biggest one right out of the gate. And then typically, uh, a fair number of the other organizations will have part time chairs. Mm -hmm. So they'll be doing something else vocationally, maybe consulting, maybe they're working uh, in a business, maybe they're even a pastor. And they're doing this on the side as a second gig. And C12 is really Almost all of our chairs are 100% in. There's some that do a little bit, but uh, for the most part, full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And then the second piece is that we're doing full day. So a lot of folks will do a breakfast, they'll do a prayer lunch, those kinds of things. Um, and so those are two kind of specific distinctions. Okay. And then I think the size that we're at gives us a scale that not every other organization has. You know, there's a lot of secular ones that are larger than we are. 
but we we tout ourselves as the largest uh, Christian uh, CEO group in the in the world. You really. bet. And you so. also stratify it too. It's just not the CEOs, right? You have. Uh, some of their leaders that are underneath them, you have a separate uh, thing for them. You have an entrepreneur yeah. or entrepreneurs or very small, uh, smaller companies. So you stratify even by the size of companies, right? Uh, to be to be fair, we really stratify into the CEO or the leader, that, that P&L leader, and then their key players. Right. So we had a program at some point in the past for sort of early stage entrepreneurs, but we really think there's some other great organizations that serve those well, probably the most famous of which is Faith Driven Entrepreneur. Right. Yep. So they fit that niche really well. And so we want to stay in our lane and and support and encourage others uh, who are in the in this okay. space as well. That's great. Thanks for that update. I didn't realize that you guys weren't doing yeah, anymore. Absolutely. Um, what kind of problems typically you help these guys, help these uh, people in your group solve? It really comes around the concepts of what's going on in their in their lives, right? Because again, if we're going to show up completely as a human, uh, we've got our personal life and what we're doing there, and how are we leading in our home, how are we leading in our families, those kinds of things. And then we look at: Are we running a great business? So our, our sort of tagline is "Great businesses for a greater right. purpose." So we think that if the business isn't running well, and that means operationally, that means sales, that means marketing, that means every aspect of the business then it's very hard to have a good Christian witness if you're not taking care of your employees and, and running a good business and your customers feel like you're taking care of them to then go out and give money to charity or be on a telethon or you know be your, making yourself public as a Christian yeah. in the marketplace without that also being right. the case. And I know uh, it was very helpful when I was in that we had, I had the privilege and honor of having a number of females in our group too. And they bought a whole different dimension to particularly the family side, you know, and the personal side mm -hmm. of life. Because as you know, uh, you've been there, um, you know, being a business owner, being a leader is very busy, you know, and takes Absolutely. up a lot of time. And that time gets taken away from the family oftentimes. So uh, that Absolutely. was a real important aspect for I know all the guys that were in the group really enjoyed it. And we treated the women like they were EF Hutton. You know, we listened, you know, they had something to say. <laughs> um what about what's your ideal club? What's the ideal client look like to, to be a member of uh, C12? Yeah, great question. Uh, and this is a this is a struggle sometimes within C12 because we have folks that we really like and we really love to have join, but they don't always uh, aren't always fully qualified where they can really make it work. So really, the, the thresholds we look at is about two million dollars north of that is going to be effective. And then, you know, around 10 employees. And the challenge is below that. And which is where I think other right. ministries and, and organizations are better positioned to serve. It's hard for the person to take a full day out of the office because they're usually a unit of production, right? right? Uh, and then cost also becomes a, a factor when you're a smaller organization. You don't have the revenue to support uh, spending as much money on development, even if it's the development of the leader. Uh, so those are the two things that you look at. And then the other aspect is we do spend a fair amount of time on organizational development and organizational health. And if you really don't have a team, if you're a solopreneur, it's not really yeah. it's going to be several meetings during the year where you're going to sit there and go, how does this apply to me? I'm not really there right. yet. So that's kind of uh, the way we look yeah, at that. That's great. Uh, I know that we had that uh, kind of an experience in the, the group. The last group I was in was we had some companies that were 
tens of millions of dollars. And then we had guys who were down there at that threshold. And, you know, as you know, those are two different kinds of businesses and how they're run and size and organization, everything like that. And sometimes their problems are different too, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I would say, I would say that interestingly enough, Bob, we have folks that are at that threshold, but then we also have people that are publicly traded companies, you know, a couple billion dollars in revenue and they're in the same group. And as long as they're there where they actually have a team and they can devote the day to it, uh, our, our high level CEOs that are in these big organizations will often say, you know, it's the guy or the gal who's in that smaller business who isn't smart enough to know that they don't know as much as I do, wink, wink, <laughs> that will ask the best question right. and really throw me in my heels. Whereas everybody else is, you know, sort of not willing to jump in there. And so we've actually found that it works well. There's other organizations that, that do split the groups yeah. up, like they'll have you know, all the small group, all small CEOs in right. one group and, you know, SMB and, and larger companies. But we haven't found that to be a detriment. And we think a lot of that has to do with the way the Holy Spirit works yeah. in these situations. I, I, right? Boy, you said in a mouthful there. The other thing, too, and I don't want to run out of time, but uh, you mentioned also coaching comes with this, Kyle. So mm-hmm. why is that important? Why the coaching is how important is that? Yeah, it's a great question. It's actually something, even though I'd come out of a little bit of a coaching background, I actually misunderstood. I didn't realize the value. And the conundrum is the members don't always perceive it either because they're sort of like they'll look at it almost like an opportunity to share or sort of bounce ideas off of. And then some of them are more intentional. and They're like, look, this is a, a really intractable problem that I want to solve. And I get feedback from my peers. But then who's going to hold me accountable to actually getting it done? So that's one aspect of it. And then the other thing is because we've got such a big network organization and we have strategic partners, I can reach out if I'm not an expert in that topic and pull on other resources to help the members. So it really works in tandem really well. Group context, certain questions, and then the ongoing working through the problem and getting that accountability in the middle of the month, part of way through the month between meetings is where I can tell you my coach. uh, uh, Kurt Nimzik was fin- was fantastic. You know, uh, we do mm-hmm. one-on-ones every month. Uh, uh, the accountability mm-hmm. part was really important. You know, to hold you hold you accountable. Uh, also, I you know you can open up the kimono, uh, say things that maybe you mm-hmm. don't want to say in the group. You know, or discuss. Um, you know, let's face mm-hmm. it, all of us are a little shy about certain things. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, kind of tough to open up, you know, from a whole group of people. I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved to be a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at www.inboundstudio.com. What do you give God God praise for in your business? I think there's really so many things to, to thank God for. One is that, that, that an organization like C12 exists, yep. right? So right now we're in the process of formally getting involved in international expansion before it was more people coming to us saying, Hey, we'd really love to do this. And you start to realize when you look at it, there's a lot of countries out there where you really can't do C12 effectively. Um, or there there's a perception that you can't, sometimes we've flipped it on its head where we've actually been effective, uh, in places like Malaysia where, you know, 
you could get in trouble for doing some of the things that we typically advocate, but there's still a fire to do that because right. again, the Holy Spirit and God works in these situations. But back to your question, God is working in 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 so many ways, and it's typically in the lives of some of the members. You know, there's there's stories. For example, there's a a, a leader of a nonprofit, a large nonprofit that most people listening to the program would be familiar with. They're a member, and they travel quite a bit. And we had a discussion in our meeting about you know, the marriage. Yes. And we actually interviewed the spouse as part of the 360 interview. And it came up that the score that the spouse gave the marriage was a three when the member thought it was an eight. And so you've got this wild disconnect of somebody really, in this case, not even just a business owner, but a, but a nonprofit leader going out and telling other people about faith and trying to encourage people's faith. And then thought they had it killed at home and they didn't. They were they were not performing at the level that they expected. So that kind of story is great. Uh, stories of, of marriages uh, getting back together, stories of salvations in the workplace yeah. uh, through partners that we work with like marketplace chaplains and corporate chaplains of, you know, just that simple step. Most people don't know that you can do that, that you can bring a chaplain into yep. your company as part of an HR initiative to do uh, employee care. And that rather than just looking at this from a secular perspective, they're going to bring that faith perspective in. And now you've got spiritual conversations happening, people coming to faith. One organization has zero Christians when they started with C12 in the organization outside of the owner. And now one of the subsidiaries, 90% of the staff have now come to faith, reaffirmed faith, been baptized uh, in a, in some sort of discipleship program. So it's been really cool to see that sort of transformation. Yeah, you know, and you coming in this fresh, because you've been on board, what, about a year, year and a half? Well, three, three years, years, actually, okay. yeah. Um, Still fresh. Uh, yeah, there's, I know. There's <laughs> but, um, Folks good at it longer than me. A, some of us guys are way, way back in the beginning of this thing. Uh, yeah, I have so much admiration for... Uh, Marketplace chaplains and Chaplains USA. I and the testimonies I've heard and how they really, and then also just starting up, you know, Bible groups and 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 helping people coming into that. You know, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I know one company that was in my group had, used to have the drivers would have holy huddles and pray for each other for their day before they yeah. left. You know, to, to on their rounds. Yeah. It's amazing some of the yeah. stories and the visits to hospitals and people who are having real problems. Uh, you know, all mm -hmm. kinds of things. So yeah, thank you for that. That uh, refreshed Absolutely. my memory about and, those. And, two. And, I, and I think just to add one thing, I think one of the important things too is we teach members or show members how to do this in a way that that honors their employees, right? Because we want to be able to play in that faith sandbox at work within that sandbox yeah. perfectly, but we don't want to get into trouble where we're creating an environment where somebody might feel like the religion has become hostile. Yeah. So we're really helping not just equip members to be more bold in their faith, but also to teaching them to do it in a smart way. And the tagline for that typically is being stupid for Jesus is still being stupid. <laughs> so we want to avoid that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because as you know, there's a big wild perception of Christians out there, you know, and you right. know, and and it's it's unfortunate, but it doesn't represent the vast number of us. So you know, but you, you're right. You have to be a very courteous and very mindful of how you approach this. You know, um, I always I always Absolutely. find that uh, if people are in trouble or something comes up, I ask if I can pray for them. You know, and mm. and. Um, I used to just go away and pray. Now I just right then and there pray a quick prayer for them. You know something? Since I've started doing that about six, seven years ago, nobody's ever refused me. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't, a lot of these folks, I don't know what their faith background is, you know? So, right. so that's always Precisely. kind of an easy way to, you know, maybe integrate. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming now in the Chicagoland area and around the U.S., so please visit g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 is looking for well-connected leaders to in, of integrity and purpose, looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via website, again, g7networking.com, or if you're interested here in Chicago, just text me at 847-922-1498. Again, Bob Lambert, text me at 847-922-1498. How do you inspire people? In groups and in in uh, just out in your daily contacts. Yeah, you know it's interesting. As I transitioned into this role, I went from thinking about the times when I was in the workplace before, and I would get into conversations with people about faith, and it was sort of always on my terms. Yeah. And the neat thing about this is this is this is now part of my job. And so the cool thing is to see how other people, maybe not by me directly, but just involvement in C twelve and the ecosystem that we're in along with their faith community and all that, where they're now taking steps that they might not have taken before. So one one member, for example, uh, she started putting devotionals in every paycheck, right? So now everybody in her organization, 300 plus strong, gets a biweekly scripture message, that kind of thing. And so being able to do that. Uh, another great example is, you know, we talked about sort of being in the fire uh, and getting grief as believers, you know, there's one company uh, in our region who did some work and they hired somebody, brought them on board. And once the person was on board, they were they were in the LGBTQ community. And the challenge that they ran into was this person said, well, now that I'm on board and I found out this is a Christian company, I don't want to work here anymore. So they they sent out a note to all the employees and said, hey, this is a place, I didn't realize it was a Christian company. You guys are about hate. Uh, you know, I can't believe that that I'm working here and so I'm, I'm done. I think they even put out reviews on Google and stuff like that that would affect their clientele. Wow. And here's the beautiful thing, Bob, this is the beautiful thing. Several employees there, I, I believe a couple, a gay, gay person, lesbian, maybe even a trans person who were on their team came back and said, you're wrong. Wow. This is the place where I felt the most loved and accepted wow. of any place. Now, again, that's not anything, you know, C12 is not interested in getting into the politics right. of that. But we are interested in just straight up loving on people and creating an environment uh, where people can flourish regardless of what their background wow. is. So, wow, what really great cool examples, Kyle. Thank you for that, man. Those are really and, and really relevant today in today's marketplace. You know, these are, sure. these are issues. These are things that, you know, Christians have to be able to face in a loving way. Right. And there's right. the right way of doing it, and there's the other different way of doing it, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so um, what, uh, 
um, here's one. How how could you provide hope for others that are facing challenges? Now, I'm, that could be within the context of C12 or outside of C12. How do you provide hope for people? Yeah, I think I think the challenge is is really comes down to relationships, right? It's relationships with God. So yep. trying to figure out what that looks like. And a lot of folks don't know that. So trying to dive into that and get their arms around that, uh, getting involved with relationships with people, mm-hmm. right? Because we're, we're Jesus with, with flesh on, sort of walking the earth. And so we need to be available for people and we need to be able to be encouraging to people. You know, a conversation I just had this last week was with a gentleman who uh, was from Europe and he had, he had started a beachhead for his company here in New England. And he relayed to me that the reason he was sort of interested in C12 is he was trying to figure out what this faith thing was all about. Because in Europe, it was not really a thing. And people sort of go to church on Easter and they go to weddings, but it's not really a part of their daily culture. And so for him, it was like, huh, let me explore this and take a look at this. So being present, being available. um, And then those people, as they dive into the word, I would suggest diving into the New Testament. If you're new to faith, uh, starting with Genesis can be a little challenging. Um, start with maybe the Gospel of John, sort of picking that off. Uh, one of our uh, partner organizations is Pocket Testament League, and they they provide New Testaments, uh, particularly Gospels of John, be- just for that purpose, because it's a bite-sized chunk that people can yeah. handle uh, handle well. So those are kind of some of the things I might. All right, do in that um, y- y- uh, briefly, because I got two questions at the end of this, but uh, let's let people know who Kyle is. Your testimony. So did you come out a bouncing baby Christian boy? Uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, so I was born at a time when my dad was in Vietnam, and then my mom was here in the in the United States, and and we were living in California at the time. And my parents ended up getting divorced after my brother was born, so a couple of years mm-hmm. later, so very early. And then I ended up uh, through some interesting chains of events, living on a commune oh, for a while, only in California, sort of, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Although, actually, yeah, the commune was in Tennessee and still oh, exists wow. to this okay. day, which is really interesting. Um, and then after that, my mom, who is the one who was involved in me ending up on the commune, came to faith at a Keith Green concert wow. in Oregon. Wow. Wow. So then she comes. Yeah, absolutely. So so she came and picked me up and, and drove me back to Oregon. And then I came to faith on Yom Kippur. Um, at, at, you know, around that time and then got baptized at, at age wow. 12. And the cool part of the story is uh, part of that was my, my, my dad also coming to faith, even though they were divorced. Wow. So I'm not sure the exact details, but uh, kind of a cool thing where everybody came to faith around the same time. And my mom was the driver for that, which is really That's cool. Great. Um, then I went off the deep end during high school and college. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then I had gone to college on an Air Force RTC scholarship. Okay. And I partied my way out. So I was excellent at the Air Force part and lousy at the showing up for class part. <laughs> and so I was doing more things that were tension relieving than goal achieving. Yep. And so I came back home with my head between my legs. But then that allowed me to sort of reset and say, what is, what do I need in my life? These things I've been trying out have not been filling the hole, yep. the God-shaped hole. So what can I do to, to really focus? And so I ended up back at a church in New England and uh, got involved in uh, different work experiences. And now looking back, all of those companies that I was involved in either had a Christian at the helm. So even uh, Digital Equipment Corporation, Raytheon Corporation, 
and then or a Christian brought me on board into the company. Oh, wow. And I didn't realize that until looking back later, uh, really when I got to C12 and I was looking at my work history and I'm like, holy cow, this has been the, the he's sort of been nudging me along the way the whole time, Yeah, which is really. That funny. is cool. But he actually put those people in your path, right? And mm -hmm. you may Correct. or may not have recognized it at the time. I've had many a testimony on this show where guys didn't re re really realize that they were working for a Christian, except for yeah. the way that they were different. Okay. And Absolutely. they really set uh, a trajectory for the people I talked to, a trajectory of how to be a good leader, you know, and how to do that in, in a faithful way, but yeah. also um, mercy, grace, and a lot of the things you have to give as a, as a leader, you know. <laughs> um, that's great. Well, what would you, um, I, I love these last two questions because I, I think they work. Uh, what words of wisdom would you have given to your younger self, given your testimony, all the excitement you had in your life? Yeah, I think I think the thing that uh, I look at is how could I have shortened the cycle? You know, we all talk about sometimes looking back wistfully and wanting to to sort of reset the clock, but I think it really comes back to not wasting time on things that don't matter, chasing things. You know, all that glitters is not gold. Those right. kind of things. You know, I lost money, time, and relationships by thinking that the world had the answers, and it doesn't. And you know really trying to live like heaven is a real place, not like going to church is just a thing, but heaven is a real yep. place is transformative and having that long-term relationship with Christ. I, I played at church for a long time, like another yep. task. My devotionals were like another task. And it wasn't until I really got the relationship part of it that everything came yeah. together. Uh, I try to explain to people the cross, uh, the, you know, mm -hmm. the uh, vertical part of the cross is my relationship with Jesus the horizontal mm -hmm. cross is my family and other people. If I don't get this, you know, the vertical part right, nothing else is going to matter. So I love that. Um, okay. Yeah, that Something interesting, cool, and funny about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the commune thing is usually the one that gets most folks. They're like, what? Because I don't really look like the commune type. <laughs> um, so that was, that was, that, that's always a fun one. But since we've already uncovered that, the, the other one was that, I won second place in my elementary school dance contest. And so that was really the peak and really the totality of my dance career. So no dancing with the stars for well, me. Dancing what, in what elementary. dance was that that you did that you won? I don't even know, Bob. I, I probably it was some sort of thing where I was jumping down and up and I don't know, probably doing, you know, cartwheels or who knows. It was it was certainly not anything that, that anybody would recognize as dancing and I'm pretty sure that judges were just uh, compassionate teachers. I who, see. Who were that supportive. or they just thought it was so innovative that nobody even came close. Yeah, you there know? you go. I probably I probably did a move that nobody had ever seen before, and they gave me points for that. So. <laughs> now, do you and your wife dance a lot? I mean, because of that experience? Uh, we do not. We do not. I, I, I know several competitive dancers, including a, a C12 chair down in Texas who, who's really good at this, but... Uh, we we have danced at our wedding and we enjoy dancing, but it's not a, it's not central to our marriage. Thank goodness for both. For probably, probably more for my wife. I than love for me. it, man. Uh, Kyle, this has been fantastic. Uh, any other parting thoughts you'd like to give to your to our audience today uh, about anything? Yeah, I would say just in terms of the context of of faith and work, C twelve is not for everybody. Right. Um, and but I would reach out to C twelve chairs. For the most part, we've got a. Uh, a, a family approach to this. We want to see, like I'm, 
I, I want somebody to get involved in, in a, in a group where they're going to be held accountable, where they're going to get into the word, where they're going to try and figure out how to integrate their faith in their business. And it doesn't have to be me. It can be any number of a, a half dozen or a dozen other uh, organizations. Yep. So, so if you reach out to me or, or to other chairs, most of them are going to say, Hey, here's some other options as well. If, if it's not a good fit, you know, if it's a fit, they're going to try and encourage you to join obviously yeah. and be a part of, of a great organization. But we're, we're more about, you know, God's mission than we are about this organization being. The yeah. Front of that discussion. Well, how are people going to get a hold of you, Kyle? Yeah. So we've got a link uh, that I think we shared with yeah. you guys uh, where you can get that resource I talked about, which is a quick kind of overview of that balance wheel. Okay. And you can find that uh, at rebrand.ly slash C12CNE dash balance. Okay. And I'm sure Bob's going to have that sitting somewhere yeah, so we can we'll, read it instead we'll, of trying we'll to put it out there uh, in the podcast. Yep. And then and then our New England one, sorry, Bob, is uh, is pretty easy. It's a lot easier than that. It's just C12CNE.com. Right. So C12CNE.com. That's where you can find uh, all the New England folks. And if there. they wanted to email you or get a hold of you directly, how could they do that? Um, probably LinkedIn is the best okay. path. Great. Uh, just jump on LinkedIn, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Okay. That's great. So, that's great. terrific. Well, Kyle, I can't thank you enough. I was really looking forward to this. And thanks for being flexible uh, for you to be on and be, be the guest this week. You get you brought a lot, buddy. And I, I knew you would. So I really appreciate that. Well, folks, just get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. Uh, we've got lots of the resources, all the, the shows. We've been 11 and a half years we've been doing this now. I think we're up to 800 and some interviews. Uh, so you can go out there and resource that, including this one, uh, when it gets posted. Also, on the website, there's this little donate button. That's how this ministry is run. It's on the uh, grace and the benevolence of everybody that wants to help support this. And it's been wonderful. We wouldn't have been able to do this for the period of time that we've been doing it if it wasn't for your help. So if you got a few other pennies in there and you haven't got the budget too tightened down, we'd be thrilled to uh, get a donation from you. Again, we'll be back here with another episode in two weeks. Uh, we appreciate uh, that you're tuned in. And get out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com.